We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. everybody. Oh, it's so nice being on this side of the stage, you know, feel very honored to be up here. So we did the same talk in Sierra Leone and we kind of felt that it would apply to everyone here as well. So we're talking about how God's plans are better than our plans for ourselves. So there are four objectives that we have. The first one is that we want you guys to understand that God has a great purpose that includes your life. So your life is part of his plan. The second one is even when my plans fall apart, God can still use me. The third one is in order to trust him and his purpose, I need a fresh sight of who he is. And the, last, the fourth and last one is I offer up my plans by asking what pleases you, Lord, and following that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm pretty sure all of us have like, dreams and plans that we want to have. So my dream, I wanted to be a footballer when I was younger. I used to tell my parents that I'll be better than Ronaldo. I'll win them the World Cup. But in reality, I didn't even make it to the school team. So <laughs> so um, what were your dreams? Speak to the person next to you. I mean, your dream, Nick? Anyone else? Yep. I wanted to, I wanted to be a goalkeeper, just like my, um, um, my, you know, I, I used to like Gordon Banks. I wanted to be a goalkeeper, but the only thing was, as time went by, I didn't get the right. Okay. <laughs> I 
one time wanted to meet the actress Peggy Mayant. I wanted to be an air hostess because I wanted to travel the world. So. Okay. When I was at school, I wanted to be a cleaner. Wait, it came true. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> um, I used to think my drawings were really good and I wanted to sell them to get a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. Cool, so we all had dreams and plans in the past before. And obviously sometimes our plans are the same as God's plans, so. So, I'm gonna to go to the first point about God having a great purpose which includes our life. So, God's great purpose for our life is that he wants to fill the whole earth with his glory and he's gonna use us to do that. So in Habakkuk 2.14, it says that, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So that's talking about how he wants to fill the whole earth with his glory, like, like the waters cover the ocean and cover the earth. So for, like, it's, it basically says that the lonely will be set in family, orphans will be cared for, and all people will know their maker. Like everyone knows that God made them, and they really understand that in their hearts. And it also says there will be no more sickness. So how does your plan compare with his? For me, my plan's selfish. It's like, I want to be rich, and I'm going to work towards that. But God has a lot more for me. And I really hope that you guys will be able to notice that by the end of the session. So his plan focuses on bringing heaven to earth. And mine just focuses on my selfish ambitions and all the things that I want. So I'm going to read a few verses that uh, give examples. Uh, Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So fulfilling his good purpose. And Matthew 5:16. in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And Ephesians 2:10. for we are God's handiwork created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. He wants to send you to your family and your neighbors and your workplace to act this way. So the second point is even when my plans fall apart, God can still use me. So in Acts 2, 27, 28, Paul was expecting to go to Rome, and he got shipwrecked, and he ended up being in a different island where there was loads of sick people, and God used him to heal everyone, which was amazing, and I've got my own story as well. So I really wanted to go to uni last year to study computer science. I had my place last September, I did the whole first turn, term till Christmas, and then I found out that due to the mistakes of my university, I wasn't able to continue the first year, so I had to drop out and wait to reapply again this year. So I found it really hard and confusing, and it seemed like all my plans just went to waste. I didn't know what to do, and however, this year that I had free, God has helped me to become a more positive and confident and willing to speak out. And 
I care about more people. I've been voluntary, voluntarily, volun sorry, <laughs> volunteering more <laughs> to get involved with the community stuff and these things that God has been building in me this year that might have necessarily not have happened if I went to uni. Whilst it wasn't my plan, it was God's plan, and it turned in a really powerful way. Even though it, it has been really tough for me this year, it hasn't, I haven't looked away as a waste. I'm learning that I can trust God that even if things don't go my way, he holds me in his hands and he has great plans for me. And now Martin also has a story that he's going to share. So um, a few years ago, when I was 25, I... <laughs> Dear <me. laughs> when I was 25, <laughs> I chose to give my life to Jesus and, and have obviously been following you ever since. And um, quite quickly after... Um, that point, it was the 9th of May, actually, I can remember, it was a Monday night. Um, within probably a month, six weeks, I had this real strong feeling, sense, maybe it was God, that, that he wanted me to go and serve him in a different country. And, um, and I didn't really know much about it, other than, you know, I talked to my dad and, and stuff like that, and they, you know, didn't say a great deal. So I, I looked on... Um, you couldn't look online then, because I don't think it'd been invented. Um, I, I think I looked at, in the backs of Christian magazines to see what, what was available. And I um, saw something called um, a lima team. Lima as in Peru, as opposed to the animal in Madagascar. Um, and um, I phoned them up, and they sent me an application pack, and I filled it all in. And it was basically to go and uh, live in, um, in the jungles out in... Uh, out in Peru, work with the villagers and build churches and things like that. And I thought, this, this, I think this is what God's got for me. So I applied for it. I, um, I went all through the, the different stages. I had an interview. And, <coughs> um, and I, I was so excited because I got the letter through saying that I'd been accepted. So I immediately um, started making plans um, I handed in my notice at work. I had my savings all ready to go. And um, I didn't hear anything. I thought, it was a bit strange. So I gave it a few weeks. And then I phoned them up and said, look, obviously I've had your letter. I've, I've been accepted uh, for the, the Lima team. And they said, yeah, it's for next year. <laughs> but, but no, I'm ready to go now. I've got my bags packed, basically. I've handed my notices. I'm all ready to go. They said, oh, no, this year's team left yesterday. So, and I thought to myself, and I put the phone, I thought, do you know what, I, just, I don't think I can hear God. I don't think, I've, I, don't think I can, I, I don't know, I just, and I was really quite, um, uh, well, I, I was very frustrated, but quite depressed, I think. A few weeks later, I'm sitting in church, um, and one of the uh, full-time leaders, we had full-time leaders at the time, he was in the middle of speaking, and he stopped, and he said, do you know, I get a sense that there's somebody here that's ready to come with me on a team to Mozambique. 
and uh, we're going uh, in the next few weeks. And um, I'm sure, I'm sure there's somebody here. I'm here. I'm waving at him. He's like, "Yeah, it's me. It's me." Um, and as most of you know, I then went and um, served in Mozambique for a few years, um, as it turned out, and then went back with Debbie. But what struck me was the fact that although I got the wrong continent, <laughs> easy mistake, <laughs> God was still actually to, to, to put me in the right place. I think partly because my heart was right and I was just ready to go. So God just then used me um, out in Mozambique. So... Um, I've got another example. You might complain about living or having a flat tire, but perhaps a granny has been praying for her mechanic grandson to meet someone who can tell him about Jesus like Paul. Perhaps you have been shipwrecked for his purpose. So um, Romans 2.28 um, and we all, and we know that in all Things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And I've got some catchy, catchy words that I could say. So I'm not a victim of my circumstance. God made me a victor over my circumstance. I will not be discouraged if my plans fail because I'm in his hands and my plans will prevail. I'm not a slave to my plan, I'm a servant of God's plan. So yeah, third point, in order to trust him and his purpose, I need a fresh sight of who he is. Why would I want his plans over my plans? Like, why would I want to speak here today if I could rather just be seated there and then just not spread the word. We need to understand why his plans are so much better than ours. When I look at him, this is what I see. The comforter, the protector, the provider, the healer, only one willing to die for me, all I need. When you see who he truly is, it's easier to trust him over your own plans. So our fourth and last point is we want, to, we want to say that we offer up our life to God and by asking what pleases you, Lord, and obeying that. So the idea is like we want to tell Jesus, it's not my will, but your will be done. Your love and your heart is greater than mine. Your plans are better than mine. And I would rather serve me and serve your plans rather than my own selfish ones. So when I have a choice, I ask instead of following my own plan, what pleases you, God? And I do that. So I'm going to do an analogy, kind of similar to the one I showed before. And it's about this, this guy. Okay, he's God. Okay. So when I follow God's plans, I give up things to him. Okay. So I give up my comforts. So one thing might be if I give myself comfort when worshiping. So instead of just standing there all timid, I express myself. And it's like giving God a nice pillow to sit on. So there's a nice pillow to go under your butt. And then another one is I might challenge a friend and make the hard choice. So if I see one of my friends doing something wrong that we know we don't agree with, I would tell him that. And I would 
it's like giving God another pillow and making him more comfortable. So a nice one to go on his back. And another thing might be, if my parents tell me to do something, even if I don't want to do it, I can worship God and like show his love by doing that for my parents and obeying them. It's like giving God another pillow, making him more comfortable. He's looking pretty good down there. And also, a lot of the time, I would prefer to go on my phone rather than worship God and give time to him. So it's, it's important. It's about giving up time to him, and that makes him more comfortable. And it's like giving God the final pillow and making him more nice and comfortable. Yeah. You're comfortable down there? Yeah. <laughs> but when I don't do those things, it's like I'm taking off these comforts from God. I'm just kind of yanking out the pillows from him, you know, kind of kicking away the, all the comforts that, I've, that I could be giving him and I'm just pushing him around a bit. Like, you're not really honoring God when you don't follow his plan for you and you don't really appreciate what he's given for you. So the answer might be harder sometimes. It might be telling the truth at the risk of a friendship. So the way they, like, the way they speak to someone, we might not agree with as Christians, and I'll tell them that's not right. Or choosing to go to Fusion when I'd rather stay at home and play on my Xbox. I feel like a lot of us can relate to that. And, or following God rather than following like, the crowd and what social media tells me to do. So when we do these things, we want to remember to ask God, what pleases you? And if it pleases God, then it's better than what we could do for ourselves. So that's kind of the end now, but we're going to have a little response. Um, so we want the band to come. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at Lifeline UK.